Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. Back to talk about football in October, November, and to touch on, <coughs> excuse me, Christmas, is Dan World, CEO at Rendell Intelligence and Insights. Hi, Dan. Hi, Simon. How are you? Not very good by the sound I am it. full of the Christmas cold, so everybody oh. listening needs to excuse my um, bunged up sound. But yes, I have succumbed to the, the uh, festive cold. Oh, I've managed to escape that one Christmas present. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want it. It wasn't particularly nice. It was free, but um, yeah, yeah, not particularly nice. Not no. particularly nice. Anyway, so it, it kind of exciting times. We've not got all the the data for Christmas clearly because at the time of recording, we're we're in that no man's land between uh, Christmas and New Year. Not sure what day it is, what uh, date it is, what time of day it is. But we'll we'll kind of touch on the lead up. But let's let's rewind slightly to November, which was Black Friday, if I recall. Yep. November included Black Friday, um, which was actually much more muted than hoped for. Not surprising given the economic challenges a lot of households have been facing. Footfall did go up. Um, inevitably, then, of course, spend will have gone up from the week before. Um, but, um, you know, people, I think, adopted a pretty cautious approach around Black Friday. It, you know, people still um, value Black Friday in terms of consumers. And there's also always very... You know, a lot of debate about whether Black Friday offers good value and real discounts. But I think it's all about timing for consumers. You know, whilst they may not be the best discounts in, in, in the year, it's they come at the right time. So it offers opportunities for consumers to spread their Christmas shopping and, and capture some discounts. So footfall did go up by about 8% from the week before, but not huge. Um, of course, some of that was online as well. Um, but it, you know, I think it probably saved November. November was flat on, on um, the year before, so um, quite muted in the November. And the di- I think I've read quite a bit in the press as well around the discounts weren't necessarily as good as previous years. So there were lots of examples where actually, even though it looked like it was a discount, the price had been lower throughout the year. Um, so again, I think the retailers are being more savvy with how they cut the price or deliver the message. Absolutely. And of course, that's, you know, that's right. And that's fitting because retailers have to adjust to the economic situation, the level of stock they're carrying, what they're aiming for for Christmas, all those sorts of issues. Um, but for consumers, of course, you know, they, they haven't got that level of awareness necessarily as to whether, you know, we're getting 15% now and we'd have got 20% in, in April um, discount. But of course, you know, they may not have had the budget in April to buy the Christmas present that they were buying in November. So if they get 15% discount now, that's great for them. So um, there's there's benefits both sides. And it's now clearly a very fixed event in the retail calendar. It, it kickstarts the Christmas trading period. Nothing really much happens in terms of Christmas trading before Black Friday. Um, so that really is, signifies the start of the Christmas trading period. It also dovetails with all the um, events and the lighting up of retail destinations really nicely. So consumers often use it as an opportunity to have their first Christmas shopping trip and go out on that Black Friday. And of course, it's not a day, it's a week or even two weeks now. So they use that opportunity to start their Christmas shopping. So we, we kind of rolled out of November relatively flat then, slightly disappointing Black Friday into December. And I think even at the time of recording, December's weather's been quite turbulent, a bit of cold, a lot of wind, certainly a lot of rain. Um, so how have we fared up to kind of, I suppose, just at the point before Christmas? 
Well, what happens after Black Friday? Black Friday creates this dumbbell effect in terms of shopper behavior. So we see a big surge in the last week of November. And then over the subsequent two weeks, we tend to see a bit of a lull where shoppers ease off and you don't get that uplifting activity. Normal life resumes until very close to Christmas. Of course, Christmas this year fell on a Monday, which meant there was an entire trading week beforehand for shoppers to make the most of. So that made a surge in the last week. So that's what we tend to get now in terms of the shape of Christmas shopping. Um, And so that's exactly what happened this year. We had that late surge in the week before. You know, it hasn't been amazing over the last week or so. um, But um, I think the week leading up to Christmas, it was about 15% up. So um, it's it's not huge, but um, it was definitely a Christmas of caution. But I think more more importantly, the underlying um, effects on what people are buying, how they're behaving, those sorts of things. Though those are really quite telling in terms of what they're doing in terms of Christmas. So have you have you seen any trends in terms of categories that are performing above expectation, or where we've kind of pulled back from our spend? Well, it's quite interesting because we work with Arendel, we work with a company called AL Marketing, who are a retail and destination um, event management company and create events and um, promotional um, campaigns for shopping centres. And we, we carried out a survey with AL Marketing, literally in the run-up to Christmas, trying to get that really um, current view from shoppers of what they're buying for Christmas. And that Christmas of caution moniker really comes through in the results. So what we found was that um, 40% of shoppers said they were going to buy less tech than they did last year, um, which, of course, tech products are high value. Um, And, I mean, it's, you know, it's probably anticipated by the fact that there hasn't been a great new release of any tech this year. But um, clearly that means that they are not spending as much in terms of those products. Um, And... um, Food spending this year is is higher. They're saying they're spending more on food, but of course they would be because inflation is higher. But forty five percent were saying they're buying more food items this year. Um, but also, I think that demonstrates the priority of consumers around Christmas lunch and Christmas dining, and um, that dovetails with another result from the survey, which is they're saying that spending on entertaining at home is increasing. So they're saying they're spending more on entertaining at home. So they're staying home, close to home. Forty-five percent of shoppers are spending the same amount, and thirty percent spending more at as at entertaining at home. Whilst spending on eating out is reduced, thirty-one percent said they were spending less on eating out. So this cautionary, you know, modest uh, behaviour pattern is coming through. Um, and the other result we saw, which was beauty, health and beauty, we've seen throughout the year that health and beauty has been pretty resilient, which is fantastic um, for those retailers. Um, and close to Christmas, forty-seven um, percent of shoppers said they were buying the same amount of beauty products as last year, and twenty-seven percent of them said they were buying more. And that could almost be regarded as a functional purchase. You know, there's that talk about the lipstick effect of a recession, uh, which is the demand for an affordable treat. But you know, much of beauty products is about replenishing those everyday items, perhaps quite high-value items that um, so many of us like to use. Yeah, and it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because they're if you know what you like, then it's an easy present. Clearly, people give up other things rather than their favourite makeup or their favourite 
favorite fragrance so plays into all that piece i mean the tech thing's interesting as well i think you you made the point there's not really been any innovative tech or new tech you know there's no new xbox playstation apple device other than the latest iphone which probably flattens the market as well absolutely yeah absolutely so um it's not surprising that people are buying less tech um than last year if there's nothing actually to entice them to do so um sand you know with beauty of course they're all dressed up in lovely gift boxes so you get what you want everywhere anyway but you get a little bit more at christmas which is quite nice it looks pretty so um health and beauty really um has been probably the winner good maybe some some retailers will be pleased with uh with that in terms of uh what the winners and losers were and maybe some others disappointed and we've then got the kind of piece we're in at the moment which is boxing day which is typically when the the shops are open for sales i think a lot more closed this year certainly some of the supermarkets were and and again a lot more of the sales start don't they really as shops close on christmas eve and you can't get the stuff delivered for, for christmas day so that that whole world of boxing day sales is morphing uh weather's not been great so how do you see this this period between christmas and new year panning out this year Yes, um, Boxing Day. I mean, what we've seen over the last decade or so is this decline in the influence of Boxing Day as a as a as a retail shopping day. I mean, I remember when I was young, and I don't you're you're younger than me, Simon, but I remember you know the queues outside department stores yep. at sort of six o'clock in the morning. Well, that doesn't happen really anymore. Perhaps we get a queue outside Selfridges in London, but um, really we don't get those queues anymore, and um, that's because. You know, we can buy online on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, you know, Boxing Day morning. Don't need to go and queue anymore. So if you're going to go out on Boxing Day, it's going to be more of a leisure day. Um, so we've seen in most years declines in footfall on Boxing Day. This year we actually saw an uplift, but we're it's in a sort of recovery from COVID. So during 2021, we saw a huge, um, sorry, 20, yeah, 2021, we saw a huge decline. 2021 20, to 22, we saw some parts sort of bounce back mm-hmm. and we've seen an increase um of footfall over on but on boxing day this year four percent from last year which seems quite a lot um but actually it's more of a recovery from still a recovery from pre-pandemic levels and we're sitting below pandemic pre-pandemic levels still um but what was interesting about boxing day is this whole leisure thing because we saw footfall um the results came out from MRI that said the footfall up to 12 p.m. was actually uh, just about 1% up. By 3 by three o'clock, it was 2.3% up. But the whole day, it was 4% up. Well, you can see that the weight of the footfall and weight of activity is later in the day, particularly post 3 p.m., and that's got to be about eating out and socialising rather than just shopping. Um, so that's the leisure day. So the next three days are normally the big key shopping days, 27th, 28th, 29th. Um, but of course, we've got this storm Garrett, which has wrecked havoc across the UK in, in part, at least portions of the UK. I mean, I, I, where I live, just north of London, it's windy and rainy, but it's not too bad. But I know that from where you are, Simon, upwards, it's, um, it's you know, it's pretty horrendous, really. Yeah, it's been re- really windy. And then, yeah, the reports on the telly yesterday in Scotland with the snow and people having no electricity so i think yeah the further up you go the worse it's the worse it's been yeah absolutely and in manchester they had a mini tornado i understand yesterday so um which has taken out power you know and so that's a, you know that's going to affect 
shopping activity around, around Manchester area. So um, it's going to be a little bit more muted. And of course, people are generally fairly cautious. They may be going out and enjoying what's in the stores, but um, we shall see whether that translates into spend when the NOS results come out. Yeah, so interesting times. And then there's a that air of uncertainty, I suppose, as we head into 2024. There's different reports of we're going into recession, we're not, uh, interest rates are going up, interest rates are coming down. Um, so the economy's still got that level of uncertainty that we've kind of tracked through from the summer. Absolutely. I mean, th- things are moving in the right direction. Um, clearly, you know, inflation has come way down from its peak. But it's still higher than obviously the 2% target. And a lot of inflation is still sitting in food, which, of course, you know, hits households you know, proportionally harder um, for those who earn less. Um, so and interest rates, whilst not going up, they haven't gone down yet. And um, we don't know whether they will. And there's lots of talk about us, you know, the UK going into a mild recession. So it's making people feel a little bit um, nervous. And of course, the job market isn't so buoyant now as it was last year. So people are tend to be hanging on to the jobs they've got rather than starting to look around for the new roles. Um, so that all leads in to less shopping, really. And, you know, shopping is an easy thing to pull back on. You know, there's no there's no penalty for not shopping, whereas a lot of contracts and streaming services and other things that we have um, in our household budgets, if you if you cut them early, you end up paying a penalty. You don't have to pay a penalty if you don't shop. So people will just rail back on those discretionary trips and those discretionary spend and wait and see. So fingers crossed then as we head into 2024 that, um, you know, those things that are in our favour start to, to work for us. I think we've got in the next episode, we'll cover that piece and get the actual stats from December. But I think in summary, it's been probably a, a more turbulent year than than we all expected, hasn't it, in in terms of all those economic things that have hit us. Um, and from a footfall point of view, there, what's your kind of summary? Well, it's going to be fairly muted in January, of course. It always is, you know, December to January. Um, we'll see November to December, we'll see an uplift, uh, undoubtedly. We're still sitting way below pre-pandemic levels. We're 20, 20% below uh, pre-pandemic levels. Um, you know, and, you know, rather than it's not really the growth of online that's doing that it's the fact that that would have happened anyway so there is an element of online yes of course there is because we make fewer trips to browse than every year you know as as retailers become more proficient in offering us this wonderful online world we, we browse less but um generally it's because we've changed our shopping habits over that period um you know many of us don't go out as much during the week because we work at home. So we're not in those towns and cities. We're not close to those shopping centers. So we're not shopping as much. So um, footfall will be muted in, 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 in possibly more muted than we'd hoped in, in December, um, despite the success of Boxing Day, so, which is only one day, of course. And, and as you said, Simon, the weather doesn't help. I mean, we have bad weather every year, but um, when you have a lot of rain, a lot of wind, it does deter people from going out shopping. Well, fingers crossed, and uh, as ever, the data doesn't lie, so we'll we'll see what it uh, brings in for the next one. Thanks, Di, and we'll catch up soon. Lovely. Thanks, Simon. Hope you feel better. Cheers.